Mage Talk is brought to you by Mojo Stratus. Stratus is true cloud auto scaling technology for Magento. Built by industry leaders and cloud architects, Stratus is a revolution in cloud hosting. Magento 2, no problem. Holidays, flash sales, no problem. 100% uptime or your money back. Give Stratus a try today, risk free, and tell them Mage Talk sent you. Check them out today at magemojo.com. That's M A G E M O J O.com. Mage Talk is brought to you by Vertex, the leader of tax technology solutions and services for corporations worldwide. They're a Magento premier partner trusted by over half of the Fortune 500. Vertex Cloud meets the sales and use tax needs for businesses of all sizes. Visit them online today at vertexsmb.com. This podcast is brought to you by Commerce Hero, better way to find a Magento developer for your next project or full-time hire. Hello, welcome to Mage Talk, the Magento Community Podcast. I'm Kalen. I'm Philip. What's up? And we are joined today by Hangout Thumbnail. So we've got David Alger of Classy Llama. Hey, guys. Hey. And then we've got Peter. I'm afraid to butcher your last name with Man, Magento. Peter <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. And uh, Todd Christensen of Something Digital. Hey there. Hey. Can I can uh, I can I just say that we've been talking about Todd for four years on this podcast and finally <laughs> we well, yeah. on the show. We I'm so to, we, excited. Yeah. We actually, went the long way around. We had to find some like like convoluted way to get him. <laughs> we did. We and did. We finally found a way to do it. It's happened. Um, the only thing left to do is to get him to create a Twitter account. Um, <laughs> when me and Todd used to work together, we created a Facebook group for funny stuff that he because he's hysterical. Funny things he would say, and we posted on the Facebook group. Anyways, so um, so how are we going to kick this thing off? So uh, we're talking about, obviously, Peter, maybe you can talk to us a little bit um, about what you've been doing to uh, we'll actually talk with Ben Marks recently, and he was talking about how excited he's been about what you've brought into the certification process. Maybe we can start off with that. Yeah. Um, you know, I came on board at the end of last year. Uh, with really, you know, a mandate is to, you know, kickstart the Magento 2 certification uh, track and exams. There was the uh, solution specialist, so that that had been in place. But uh, the idea, you know, was is that we need to put together a roadmap and put together a plan, which I did. And then uh, it, it, then it became a matter of execution. And so... Part of what we did was, um, and I took a look at it, you know, we had the Magento 2 professional developer exam, and that was the first one we targeted. And it was targeted for people who were about a year and a half uh, into working with Magento 2. So that's all well and good, you know, to create that exam. And we can go into further how it all came about, and Todd and David were part of this, and they can explain, you know, the, you know, what it's like to be part of this as well. But as I was looking at this, I also realized that, well, what about the person who's just starting out? You know, someone who's going to be, you know, new to Magento. And how do I start my career? Or, you know, let's just say you're a company and you, you, you want to hire developers. How do you get them going? And how do you measure them? And so this is where we came out with the associate level exam. And so along those lines, um, by the way, uh, 
David. David has been great. David's participated in quite a few of these exam development workshops. I've been trying to get Todd to do more. <laughs> uh, so David, David was part of both of them. So God bless him. He came back for another one. Uh, and so when, by, by putting that associate exam in place, you know, really gives people a starting point. And, and the other thing we did is we put a five-day instructor-led course that ties directly to it. So it isn't a matter of self-study anymore only and trying to figure out what to learn. We literally have a five-day class now. So if you take this and you study, um, you can pass this exam. And at the same time, we believe that you'll be able to work on a project with supervision. So that was the big, you know, those are two big initiatives that we wanted to get off the ground. And then we also just recently launched the front-end developer exam. Um, and, uh, for futures, we can talk more about the futures uh, just a little bit, but I want to give away everything, but we have the JavaScript developer. I've heard know. about this one. Yeah. 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 And, and, uh, working on the blueprint, it's crafted, it's come together. Um, actually one of David cohorts is, uh, coming out along with, you know, again, another group of seven or eight subject matter experts, uh, Eric Hansen is going to be part of that effort. Eric, we love yeah. that guy. Yeah. And uh, Eric was part of the front end. Uh, and again, we had a good group of people there as well. And so these exams have now rolled out and they are part of our partner programs and they're part of the requirements too. And I think what I, you know, people are going to ask, you know, how do I get through this? How do I pass it? What's the best way to do it? You know, we can get um, Todd and, and David to talk about this a, a little bit, but I will say this. Don't fear the exam so much. You know, when you're taking the developer exam, the professional developer, you know, go ahead and take it. And if you just miss, I will tell you this, everybody who's just missed has done some boning up and some studying and has passed. That's your quickest way to get certified if you've been using, you know, um, Magento 2. Um, now, the other way I want to let people know, starting today, actually, we have a certification prep class. So it goes over 10 weeks. It's two hours every week. It actually starts today and you can still join it. And it's great for people going from M1 to M2. And it, it, it lets people, you know, over a period of time, um, we cover the objectives in depth, we go through it. And that's another great way of preparing yourself because, you know, because essentially people are saying, what do I need to do? And of course we do have the study guides. Right. Um, so those are available. Um, but you know, in terms of the process and after I just finish this little bit, I'll let, uh, uh, David and, and Todd, uh, chime in here. We go through a, a job analysis and we look at what the, the role needs in order to execute on the job. And we built an exam blueprint with test objectives in place and all the topics in place. And, you know, we create a series of notes about what we want to test on. And then a recruited subject matter experts and a fair amount of the subject matter experts came from the community. And so, which was outstanding. Um, and I've never been part of something where it's been the community involvement rather than the company I've been associated with. Right. You know, 
driving it. So this is a is a much different approach. So once I was able to reach out to the community and started talking to everybody and started the recruitment process, I then did a little prep with everybody about how, how to write test items. And then I gathered them together in one room for four days. And we create the exam items and we review them. And so I think at this point in time, it might be good to have uh, David and Todd talk about the experience, you know, from their standpoint. Uh, excuse me, Peter. I, I asked the questions around here. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> Just kidding. Now you know uh, what my life is like, Peter. <laughs> here's here's the here's the thing that. Oh, it looks like I lost my my video. Um, so here's the thing that uh, I I think I I did want to do like a little check on, which is if if people are uh, like sort of new or newish to uh, the exam. Uh, or, or taking an exam, and, and uh, I'd like to, I'd like to kind of just turn it out to uh, you, David and, and Todd, and kind of talk about, you know, what it's like to sort of prep for an exam like this, and like sort of what it's comprised of, and what people can do to to best prep for it, and then we can sort of get into the nitty gritty how it came about. <laughs> yeah, so I'll, I, I'd be happy to take a stab at that. Um, it's kind of an interesting one. So personally, I can't really say much in terms of prepping for the exam. Um, truth be told, I've taken the exams without studying for any of the Magento exams, but I've also led the, brag. Um, the team here at Lama through that this. study process. I did study for the Zen Certified Engineer when I took that one. I was not going to not gonna attempt that. Um, but uh, what we did is, um, you know, we got the study guide from Magento's website, um, and we actually organized a uh, pizza night here where some developers got together in a conference room and we kind of went through that study guide and identified, you know, these are the different areas, the individuals are weak. And, you know, some of the more senior engineers here kind of went into that material with um, everybody there to kind of like collaboratively study. Um, and then the individuals went and took the test. More recently with some of the newer Magento 2 exams, um, it's been more of an individually driven thing. Um, you know, I have a new hire or relatively new hire that's been with uh, our, our team for about eight months. And he told me, he's like, I want to take this exam. When can I take it? And I was like, well, the associate exam is perfect. And, you know, once you've been here a year, there's no reason you shouldn't be able to pass because he's working on Magento 2 100% of the time. So, right. you know, what that'll look like, you know, what I, what I think that'll look like for him is, you know, pull up that study guide, run through that and compare that to what your experience has been. Obviously, there's going to be areas in Magento where, like, you know, I haven't customized the checkout, but I've focused on API. So I know API well, but I don't know checkout. And so you then it tells you, okay, dig into DevDocs, dig into the code, and find out what can I learn um, from, you know, focus study on the areas the study guide walks me through, um, where I know the study guide doesn't overlap with uh, my real life experience. Very nice. Um, just real quick, Peter, we had, had a question in the chat from Kyle about whether there's an official Magento study guide. I think you you went you actually listed out several courses, some that are new. I think one you said is starting today, as well as some resources. Could you list out real quick all of those resources and courses you mentioned, and then maybe let me know where I can find them. I'll go Google the links and and maybe drop those links in here. 
Yes, on um, on actually on the Magento U training page, um, the study guides are listed uh, under each exam description. So you can, when you go to Magento U, there'll be a certification tab, there'll be a training tab, and uh, under certification, you'll see each of the exams listed, and they'll right. have information on at the very bottom. There'll be a link that says study guide. Click here, boom. And there you go. Perfect. Um, and then also, you know, all the courses are listed, all the supporting courses are listed uh, in the training paths. So, you know, that development essentials uh, class is listed. Actually, oh, perfect. Just, just to make a quick plug, there's a two for one special going on now. <laughs> for, for, June, for, for June and July, take advantage of that two for one. Um, and then there's also a bundle that we put together with the associate exam. It's 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 uh, definitely a few hundred dollars cost savings. So if you were to take the uh, the development essentials and you click a bundle, I think for another hundred bucks you get two tries at the exam for a hundred bucks. You know, and uh, the associate exam is uh, less costly. I think it's a hundred. It is a hundred ninety five. So the, all that information is on the web. So we put together bundles. We put together these offers because we want to get people engaged. We want to make it easy for them. You know, that's the whole point. Um, that's great. Yeah, I know. And I see the Magenta 2 Certified Developers Study Group uh, starts June 20th. That's the one you mentioned just starting today. So that's fantastic. Oh, and you can um, and you can join that. Like, let's say you join it today and you miss today's. You can pick up starting next week. And anybody who misses any of the weeks will let you come back on the next run if you need it. So the whole idea is we really want to get people engaged. We want to get them over that fear factor. Um, awesome. Awesome. I will tell you, I, w I do feel good about when people pass these scenario-based exams, that they know what they're doing. Uh, the thing is that you need to know what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> no, and I've I've heard I've heard a lot about uh people uh failing the M2 professional cert. And uh so it's it's definitely challenging, which is a good thing. And I have heard about people failing it multiple times in a row too. So um, you know, you, you heard Kaylin? that is that yeah, I was gonna say, is that you, Kaylin? <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't you even attempted it. <laughs> I haven't even attempted it. I'd probably fail it three times in a row, but um but anyway, so Todd, maybe you can share a little bit about what your experience has been so far. Yeah, so I think, you know, one, what David said is great. Um, I, I would say that I don't think anyone should take the exam without first looking at the, the study guide and looking at the sections, because I guarantee that unless you're intimately familiar with every part of Magento, um, there will be some section that you haven't, you haven't really looked at before. So you'll want to look at that just so you have, you have a picture of, hey, there's, there's somewhere that you have a gap, right? Just recognize that for the, at least for the, for the developer, you know, certified developer exam. The associate one, like David said, if you've been working on Magento 2 for, for a while, you know, for a year, you, you probably, you've probably already got that. But, but the, certified, uh, the certified developer one is a little more, a little more advanced and it has a few more areas that People just don't always touch. So that's a big thing. I do think it's definitely worth mentioning, though, that after you take the exam, 
you get a report back and it gives you percentages of how you did in different subjects. So you can actually tie that back to the, the um, original you know, study guide and say, okay, I hadn't figured out you know, admin HTML well enough. That was my area that I needed to you know, focus on more. Mm-hmm. And that has actually been really useful for people here at, at Something Digital because you know, sometimes you, you, you know, it's, it's, it's like Peter said, you get, you get just under, um, you, you get just under the passing score and you, you can see exactly what you need to, to, you know, brush up on so that you can pass. Um, so I think, I think that's really important and that, that, you know, is hugely beneficial. Right. Right. Now, as a person who's taken a couple of the Magento one certified developer exams, um, and only the solution specialist exam on the Magento 2 side. Um, how, what could I expect? Like, is there a format change or is there anything that's different um, in the way that uh, these, these exams have sort of been approached? Uh, one of the things that I you know, sort of had some... Uh, uh, the, the, the Magento 2 solution specialist exam was very similar to the Magento 1 solution specialist exam. It was updated. Um, but I felt like there were some cheap things in there, uh, which felt a lot like the Magento 2, you know, the Magento 2 uh, Enterprise. Was that the professional? I forget what the uh, Magento 1, sorry, Magento 1 Plus, the Developer Plus exam. It, it, it was like you, you, you sort of had to know uh, chapter and verse location, if you will, of, of, of class names and the detractors, like the, the wrong answers on the, on the, on the test were written in such a way that, uh, you know, if you didn't know it, you didn't know it and there was no way for you to divine it. And that's not really how software development really works. Um, so that's been a, a criticism there. Have you guys addressed anything to sort of, uh, approach that differently in this round of exams? So I'll just mention, I, I think a big way that this has been addressed is actually what Peter just mentioned is, is the scenario based questions. So, you know, most of the questions kind of present a, a scenario and say how, you know, what right. do you do in this scenario? And so it, it kind of avoids situations where you're saying, well, what's the exact class name of, of this particular functionality, right? That's, it's, you know, it helps to kind of just guide even the test writer away from that, I think. And it also mm. makes the questions more, more useful and more understandable, right? So rather than just saying, something completely abstract, like what is the class name for this? It, it kind of presents a challenge that you are, you are tasked with solving and then asks you, what do you do to solve this? So it's something that just makes more sense when you're taking the exam too. Um, so I think it's a great approach. And Peter, Peter really explained that to us during the test writing procedure. And, and you know, I think that, that, was, that was a big part of, I think, how, you know, how well our questions, at least I feel came out, but maybe I'm a little biased. If, if, <laughs> if the scenario is, here's, a, here's a, a problem that you would solve, is there sort of a standard or a common answer that's like, you know, E, check stack exchange. Uh, <laughs> e, delete var generated and try again. That's, um, no, I, I was joking, but uh, honestly, I, I think like from a, you know, one of one of the one of the things I really liked about some of the questions on the solution specialist exam were 
uh, how would you like, what kind of advice would you give or what's sort of like an approach that you might take uh, to discovering requirements for a project? And I think uh, a similar, a similar approach could be used in a developer exam to say like, what are some of the uh, approaches you would take to de- debug a particular, you know, present presentation of a scenario right. or some problem, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think I, one of, go, go ahead, ahead, Todd. I just <laughs> I think I think we did we did have questions like that. At least at least we we wrote questions like that. I don't know if all of them ended up on the exam. <laughs> no, yeah, every everything. Oh, I'm sorry. I was going to say everything that was done. You know, when we finished that tech review, it was that was it. We used them all. Okay. Cool. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, one one of the things that we did is you know in in the scenarios we're laying out. Um, you know, there are some questions in there about, you know, how would you go about debugging this or how would you look into why something is, you know, working this way when it should work the other way. Um, there's also, you know, one of the phrases that you might see is, you know, keeping performance in mind, like, uh, proving that, you know, that you're no, you understand how, you know, different implementation methodologies in Magento 2 might affect performance, whether or not they actually work or they don't work. Um, and so that's where, you know, some of it comes down to, you know, real life experience, um, which is one of the things that the tests are seeking to um, account for. You know, the professional cert is not targeting someone who only has been working with the Magenta platform for six months. We're targeting someone who's been with it for more like a year and a half or two years, um, whereas the associate exam is going to be more basic. And so you'll have some of those where just like there are certainly nuances to some of the scenarios um, to guide, but not give away. Um, yeah. Yeah. Are there, um, are there particular areas? I know like Todd, you were talking about admin HTML. Also Laura in the chat, uh, uh, joked about that one too. Um, uh, I'm sure it varies by obviously individual, what they, what they've worked on, what they haven't worked on, but, um, are you guys seeing any trends? Maybe initially we can ask you Todd about something digital, um, any trends with the team, of areas that, you know, you find they're more common for them to struggle with? Um, I mean, admin HTML is, is a big one. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Just because you don't always, you know, not, not every developer has all <laughs> to customize that. Um, but I would say it, the rest kind of vary. I think there's some with payments and shipping that, that you know, a lot of, a lot of developers have maybe not touched yet. Um, but I would, I would just, like I said, I would just look at the study guide because I, I guarantee you there will be something on there that, you know, to me just seems like, yes, of course you'll have dealt with that, but, but you actually haven't, uh, cause there's, it's, it actually spreads across the different areas of Magento pretty well. And by the way, um, if you're in the live chat and you want to ask a question, feel free. We'd love to get as many questions answered as we can. And while I'm at it, why don't you go ahead and like, and subscribe Ring that bell. Okay. Uh, <laughs> David, any trends you're seeing at Classy Llama areas that people are struggling with? Well, I'd say, you know, one of the, one of the common trends is, I mean, amongst our engineers uh, is, you know, UI components, checkout, and, you know, all of the JavaScript stuff is, you know, it's one of the more complex areas um, of Magento 2. Um, obviously, there's going to be, as Peter mentioned, uh, you know, a certification exam specifically targeting JavaScript, but um, what about you know things that are JavaScript related, like UI components and checkout stuff, structure? Um, you know, it's a fairly advanced topic. Um, you know, probably you know by and large, most implementations don't 
for example, just rewrite the checkout experience or alter them. But, you know, some of our merchants we, we work with, they're like, oh, we want this comments field added to the checkout. So, you know, a customer can provide comments um, when they place their order. So how, how do you go about doing something like that? Um, and if, unless you've done it before, you're probably not really intimately familiar with how to do it. And it's going to be daunting when you do it for the first time. So, you know, amongst our time, uh, our team, you know, someone does that for the first time, they're like, Hey, who here has done this? Can you help me? Um, but using a study guide to say, okay, you know, I'm going to need to know stuff about how checkout works, how UI components work. Take it as your opportunity to go through and, um, research those specific areas and get some of that hands-on experience, even if it was just for no other purpose than, you know, creating some artificial feature um, that you may not, you may never use on a, an implementation you do, um, but you'll understand how that works. And if someone does ever come back and they say, Hey, how do you add this comments feature here? You'll be able to help them. Um, yeah. Hmm. You know, one of the comments that I've been getting uh, fairly consistently from different folks is that, when they're preparing for the exam, they're actually learning things that they had no idea about, which I think is a good mm -hmm. thing, you know, to make you just more effective as a developer. Uh, I will tell you this, if anybody wrote anything very arcane, you know, we threw that out, you know, and, and, and we, we, we definitely were not trying to do edge cases. We were trying to do things that people will run across. No UI components then. I get it. Stating his preferences here. It, uh, but, but again, you know, you know, when we're looking at these things, you know, we, we always ask these questions, you know, is it relevant to the test taker? You know, we ask the whole group, you know, does it matter? Is, does it, do, do we really need to test this? You know, and if everybody starts going, well, no, not really. And then it's like, okay, well, we're not going to do that. Um, and of course, we you know ask for technical accuracy, and uh, we do put everybody through the drill on how to write a good item, and we clear it, we clean it up, we try to make it as easy to read as possible. We're not trying to trick anybody. Um, we don't joke. Um, there, you know, there's no humor in testing. You know, it's a pretty serious topic, and um, you know, and, and these 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 guys, you know. Um, uh, our men and women, we have diversity now in our groups uh, that are helping us write these tests. It's a big effort um, and uh, it's a lot of work and each item is scrutinized by the entire team um, and we weight the items for difficulty. Uh, we make sure that the test is fair. And, you know, for the, the professional developer exam, the passing score you need is 64%. So we're not asking you to get 100 but we do think that if you can pass this test, you know, you are, you know, a professional developer. And, uh, and by the way, I saw a previous um, question uh, posed by Kalen around the, why are we calling it the professional exam and not oh, yes. a plus? <laughs> yeah. well, we, we actually are going to come out with a plus exam later in the year. Ah, <laughs> okay. interesting. And that's going to have the commerce part, you know, be the focus. Okay. When you say commerce, you enterprise. mean enterprise? Okay. I'm sorry. I'm still stuck in. You there know, is no you enterprise know, anymore, he knows, he knows. He's just, he likes to poke no. it with 
Dick. He uh, honestly, it's confusing to say the commerce side. It's like, isn't this all com? Right, I thought right, initially, right. I thought maybe you were talking about like BI and um, uh, some of the different uh, order management, some of the different solutions in the space. Okay, keep. Uh, you know what? There's actually a plan. It's unofficial uh, to have an order management exam. Okay, new drinking game. Every time I predict a new certification, we all take sips. And there is actually going to be there's actually going to be a cloud exam. Okay, uh, so wow. that's that's also uh, in the works. Um, so, but the the ones that are really going to happen like very soon is the JavaScript developer, and then, you know that's really about people who know JavaScript and you know now how do I work with Magento. Right, right. Wow, that's interesting. Well, again, I've heard the M2 professional is very difficult. So the plus is going to be like off the charts. So that's, uh, which from a hiring perspective is fantastic. Anybody that passes that is going to be instant. If, if instant Magento 1 thing. tests were any uh, barometer, then you really need to stu- uh, study up on GIF registry. Uh, that module. I think that's the, that's the one you really need to. And banners. Ver- and banners. And banners. Enterprise banner widgets are all the rage at the moment. Um, I, so here, could you answer a question for me, which is sort like things have been changing in Magento land a lot um, from version to version, even minor version tweaks change some pretty fundamental things. Uh, you know, Jason... Uh, comes to mind, JSON row change or JSON uh, uh, field type change. Um, and I know some of that's dictated or governed by, you know, security issues that sort of warrant having to do those sorts of things, but they're meaningful. Um, how does that, how do you avoid that in in writing a test that has to, that, you know, ostensibly has to have a little bit of shelf life? Yes, that's a very good question. And so, you know, I have a, I have a couple thoughts on that. One is we always try to write truisms and we try to say, all right, let's deal in the here and now, not the future, but let's, let's hedge our bets a little bit of, of what we think is coming down the road that will remain the same. So those are the easier ones. And that's why it's great to have Ben Marks there and a couple others from Magento because they're plugged in. So we know that if we see something that's going to change within, you know, a few weeks time, it's like, you know what, let's avoid that particular topic. Now we do tell people to study, for instance, for 2.2 X right now for these exams. And then what will end up happening is when two, three comes out, we'll definitely have the training available, but if people are pretty clear, you know, that the exam they're taking is based on 2.2. They know where to focus. We would hope to have information on the deltas between 2.2 and 2.3. But then what we're going to end up doing is when we have a major rev update, that's when we would probably rev all the exams as well. Um, that's pretty much that's pretty much how we're going to work it. Got it. Yeah, um, that's, and that's that I would expect that too. I, I think what I was concerned about is that, uh, uh, yeah, at some point the something changes, and having to have some knowledge of how it used to be becomes uh, important or meaningful. Um, so, you know, I guess the back half of the question would be, how do you steward that uh, into the future, right? In a world where we have Page Builder, 
um, is is knowledge of how widgets work uh, as important, or do we need to sort of level out? I guess that's sort of like, what do you do next year, right? Yeah, I think one of the areas that um, you know, I guess we could talk about because it's out there. Two point two doesn't have um, declarative schema support. Two point three does. Right. Um, so, you know, because we're basing the exams on Magento 2.2, um, the exams are not going to be testing on declarative schemas. They're testing based on um, ultimately, honestly, well, what 2.3 is deprecating, um, you know, the, the install scripts, um, right. database install scripts and upgrade scripts. And, you know, those are still going to be supported in 2.3. So, you know, this was actually something specifically that came up when we were um, all together in the same room working at putting together these, you know, these test questions is, you know, oh, should we test on this? Should we not? Um, it's like, but really it's, you know, it's valid information now. If you write, you know, if, you, if you're building a Magento site, you need this information now. Um, you also need it moving forward into the future. Like how do we transfer from using these um, upgrade and install scripts, um, you know, for schema to the declarative schema? You have to understand how they work now to be able to trans, you know, to, to translate your modules from, how it works currently to how it's going to work in the future. But this would, you know, that would be one of the areas where, you know, down the road, you know, probably post two, three days. Um, obviously I can't speak to specifics uh, since I, Peter doesn't share his roadmap with me. Um, <laughs> it'd probably be one of those uh, post 2.3 things where you come back and you know, strip those questions out um, and then say, Hey, the, the exam's based on 2.4 now, um, which only has declarative schemas and then introduce testing for that or, you know, do something like that. So you're accommodating the new, but you're still testing what's relevant. Yeah. And there was a good clarification question from Andrew in the chat, which was like, why, why sort of hedge bets when you can just design against the product roadmap? That'd be for Peter. Well, take it under consideration, but I'll tell you one of the things that I'm always wary of is when uh, the product group tells us that something is coming out and you don't believe them. And then, it, <laughs> and then you know, it's, it's July, it's October, it's, it's January. So this is why I always try to believe in the here and the now. Um, but, you know, sometimes you do know that, yeah, this is absolutely going to happen. It's in beta. We know it works. It's going to happen. And it, you know, so you take that in consideration. But what you don't want to do is you don't want to test to anything that nobody knows about yet. That yeah. doesn't do anybody any good. And nobody can like... ask the questions. I mean, because they wouldn't they, they wouldn't have anything to study with. So right. right. I feel like Peter's already firmly part of the Magento community, just with the, how cynical he is, just like the rest of us about the, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, question from, uh, from Laura, um, are there, oh, and then also one, one comment, Laura and Caitlin had mentioned, you talked about kind of diversity in the team and they'd mentioned that there weren't any women's t-shirt sizes at Imagine. So sadly she had to decline. There's only men's large and up. So if we could get uh, a request in on that, and then uh, she asked, are there any plans to have certification expiration? Uh, for example, you need to retake it if your certification was on 2.2 and Magento is now at 2.8 or, you know, whatever it is, 2.5. Okay. Now, by the way, uh, I just want to say this about the date slippage. Uh, Magento is not the only one that this happens to. <laughs> <laughs> no, <I know. laughs> just want to clarify that. Yeah. Um, Mark Lavelle, if you're listening. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, and by the way, you know, those T-shirts, 
you know, you can wear them as night shirts. That's what I was explaining. Uh, you know, uh, that's how I wear my Mage Mojo shirts. By the way, this episode is brought to you by Mage Mojo. <laughs> yeah. So, in terms of recertifications, which uh, is a great question, and that would tie, you know, specifically to a the partner program where we may say that you need, you know, 2019 certs or you need 2020, you know, that that part there, you know, would be tied to partner programs. What will happen here is that um, we're looking at, you know, if you've earned your Magento 2 certifications, it'll, it'll be in the registry. What will just happen, though, is that we'll probably be, be able to show you that there are other newer ones available. And, you know, it's up to you to keep yourself current. And, and, it. it's, and it's really kind of self-governing in a way. Um, if you want the business now, you need to be M2 certified. M1s, you know, are not as helpful anymore. And I <laughs> actually, I heard you talk about that um, in yeah. one of your, your casts as well. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, as somebody that's uh, not not directly in the in the partner program or taking the certs and just sort of looking at kind of the reality on the ground with hiring and certifications and stuff like that, the value of an M1 cert is much different than the value of, like I said, that M2 professional. I know anyone that's passed that is is good just because I know a lot of smart people that haven't passed it. And, and that will, uh, you know, the value of a certification sort of has some sort of a half-life over time, even whether or not there's an official expiration date, um, you know, three years from now, the value of somebody that passed an M2 cert today is going to be different. Uh, so I think that's something that people take into consideration. And, you know, again, um, you had raised a point that you were seeing more and more M2 certs being required uh, to work on a project. And, you know, we anticipate that happening more and more now now that we have M2 certs across the board. Um, and so I think, you know, it behooves you to, you know, pick up your certifications is I really think that, you know, these exams validate your skills and knowledge. And I think they really do a good job with the scenarios. These, you know, the team really did a great job writing them. Um, and, you know, by the way, these guys, both of them here, they, um, they did quite well on the exams. <laughs> And, I wonder uh, why. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Todd cheated. I mean, I can just tell he probably had some notes. <laughs> Let's face it, Magento can be a beast to run in the cloud. And that's why Stratus by MageMojo is hosting Evolved. Say goodbye to dedicated DevOps teams and complex cloud architecture. With Stratus, you get a rock-solid architecture that's built on Amazon AWS and true cloud auto scale. Never worry about capacity planning ever again with the full power of AWS that's behind your site. Backed by Magento Cloud Architecture Geniuses at MageMojo on technologies like ECS, Kubernetes, Aurora, and also a 15-minute SLA that's the fastest in the entire industry, you can be sure that your site is in good hands with Stratus. Give it a try today, and we know you won't be disappointed. Head over to magemojo.com slash magetalk and get started. That's M-A-G-E-M-O-J-O dot com slash magetalk. Thanks again to MageMojo for the continued support of MageTalk. 
Mage Talk is brought to you by Vertex. Vertex is a Magento premier partner, providing cloud and on-premise solutions that can be tailored to specific industries for every major line of tax, including sales and use, income, value added, and payroll. Vertex Cloud is the SaaS solution that automates sales and use tax, including calculation and returns. With multiple service levels and flexible pricing models, Vertex Cloud meets the sales and use tax needs for businesses of all sizes, from recognizable brands like Honda, Pepsi, and Verizon to small businesses the world over. Find out more today at vertexsmb.com and be sure to mention Mage Talk to get 15 months for the price of 12. Once again, that's vertexsmb.com. Mage Talk is brought to you by Commerce Hero. Have you ever had trouble finding a Magento developer, whether hiring in-house, looking for a freelancer, or trying to find an agency? We're solving exactly that problem by building a database of developers and agencies with rich profiles, including tags to indicate their specialties, projects they've worked on, endorsements from other developers, and ratings on work that's been completed. If you're interested in that, sign up for free at commercehero.io. Oh, by the way, um, something new for uh, the M2 program, you can take them remotely proctored. Um, and oh, this so, is huge. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, so with, uh, you know, we use Criterion as a testing center and literally you can take it um, anywhere you want. Uh, you do need it to be, you can't have people walking around you and that sort of thing, but there's uh, people that are, are actually watching you and proctoring you, uh, they're, they're all based in Arizona, but they watch you and they make sure that you're not doing anything, you know, too weird. We have a bunch of rules that uh, if you start, you know, talking to someone about, hey, what's the answer? So-and-so, you'll get your test stopped. But what this does, it really uh, makes it more convenient. You know, that way you don't have to spend, you know, half a day traveling, going to a test center. You can take it nights. You can take so you it can, weekends. You can just literally take it in your home and yeah. they have. And so is it like a video thing where they, they have people that are that are sort of observing you? Yeah, you need an external web camera. And those are pretty cheap. Um, and so that way, you know, wow. they can ask you at times, just pick up your camera, just show it around the room. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty easy to set up. Uh, and yes, they do watch you. Uh, and it's, it's interesting. Like I said, if, if you leave the camera view, once, <laughs> whose ringtone is that? <laughs> that's, that's I'm just playing. Uh, I'll be watching you in the background while you yeah. speak. All right, yeah. Well, you know, it's, it, it's, oh, interesting. you know, it's interesting. <laughs> it, it's, Sorry, it's, a, it's a fascinating experience. You know, like, um, one person, they they read, they talk when they're reading out loud and, and they'll stop them because what will happen is we don't want people recording the questions. So it's rules like that that we have in place. Um, and But I believe it's actually more secure than any other way we test. There's all kinds of things that people do to cheat. But the biggest thing that we have in place is scenario-based questions because you just can't memorize them. Right. And even if you had them all, you know, if you can't figure out the question, if you can't figure out, you know, the answers by parsing through it, you know, you won't get through the test. And Mm -hmm. so I'm not as concerned about security as before, where people were memorizing them, putting them on, 
you know, different sites, um, that sort of thing. I, I, you know, I really believe the way we've designed this, you know, really deters that. And, and what we want is we want an even playing field. We want the people who have earned their certifications, you know, you know, they, they conference something and we don't want others just to cheat their way through it. Yeah. You know, no, that's, yeah, that's really fascinating. We did get a comment from Michelle in the, in the chat that he uh, had a bad experience with the remote exam, got some 404 pages and the support team couldn't see him. Uh, so he lost a little bit of time, but it looks like he passed it after all. So. Okay. Well, okay. Yeah. yeah. You know, we're, and, and the thing is sometimes things happen and, uh, you know, Criterion usually does a pretty good job of trying to help. And, uh, you know, and so I, I really just think, I think, you know, David and, and Todd both have taken it in that manner remotely. Oh, wow. What was that like for you, Todd? What was that like? Was it? I mean, it, uh, it was pretty smooth. It was, it was pretty straightforward. I, I think it was, it was good. I mean, here, you know, I'm, I'm in LA, so, you know, I don't have, I don't have like a problem getting to a test center, but it was still convenient. Oh, that's neat. That's neat. Um, yeah, I want to take mine that way too. Uh, if anything, just to try it. Um, yeah, I, I, I haven't, I also don't have a problem, you know, getting to a testing center that's somewhat local. Uh, but I like the idea of being able to sort of do it on demand. What, 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 how soon in advance can you schedule it and take it? What is, what is that process like? A 48 to 72 hours to take it uh, remotely. And part of it too is to make sure you can get up, set, get set up properly. Um, and, you know, make sure all your systems work. But they have 48 to 72 hours. Awesome. And of course, you schedule yourself to make sure that there's a slot open. Sometimes, you know, um, Tuesdays at four, you know, it, everybody's taking their test at Tuesdays at four. So you might have to take it at, at six. So, you know, the earlier that you can pick a time, you know, the better off you are. Yeah. I have to say, I'm really impressed from everything from enabling remote, uh, taking the test remotely to what I've heard about the the process of doing the certification, like Ben Marks and what others have said here, how smooth it is. You get everybody in the same room to just the quality of the test and the number of tests that you guys are doing. Um, I'm really impressed. And I, I think you're doing an, an incredible job. Um, and by the way, thank you for saying that. And if it wasn't for, you know, uh, people like Todd and David doing it, this wouldn't happen. And, <laughs> right. uh, and, and there are people out there who want to be part of this. Um, you know, we welcome participation. Um, now we try to keep our numbers down. I think, you know, we had, I think 11 at our last one, um, which is a lot. And so, you know, but, the, but we will make, you know, for, if someone's, you know, wants to get involved is new, you know, to the game, I guess you could say, um, you know, we, we'd love for them to be, you know, you know, you know, contact us and contact me and, uh, you know, let's get involved. Um, and, and here's a cool part too, is that like the first group that we had together, we had 10 of us in London for the week. And now these folks, all of us, this 10 is a very, tight group i think that that anyone can reach out to anyone now um 
And so it's great. It's a great experience, I think. Well, you, you know, Dave and Todd, you can talk about that better than me. Yeah, I'll, I'll just say, I think, I mean, you know, as much as, as Peter says that, you know, it was, it was thanks to us. And I mean, obviously there's, there's, everyone's part of it. I, I actually think the process was really, really well thought through. Um, you know, when, when I first saw the list of questions, you know, I was a little worried about getting through the number of questions we needed to, to generate in four days, right? Like, you know, I kind of like did the division, like, you know, here's how many people each question, and, you know, actually Peter had, had that math already. Like, here's how many questions each person has to make. And we have to like go through them and make sure they're good. And we have to do the technical audit and everything. And, um, and it, it went actually really smoothly and, and, I mean, it was surprising how well that that process really came out with with I think good questions, right? Um, now I haven't. This was my first time being involved in in a process like this of you know a group creating questions, so I haven't seen something like that. I, I think David was involved in the Magento One uh, exams, and I mean, there was also Vinay was there as well, and and I think both of them said that uh, that it was it was just a very different process. Um, so I think I think you know to your point that's that's a big change, but I, David can probably speak it, more to that. It, it, it was different, um, and and that's in a good in a good way. Um, honestly, thanks to Peter, um, since he's the one who spearheaded you know making the process what it is now. Um, you know, I think yeah, I was involved in helping with the first Magento One Developer and Developer Plus certification that came out, and I remember you know I went out to Culver City to the uh, Magento offices that I think are are no more at this point, and uh, that's where we worked from. Um, you know, one of the conference rooms up there on the second floor. And, uh, but you know, we didn't finish the exam that week. We spent a week in that conference room and we did not come out of it with the finished exam. We went through an alpha test and a beta test and then we made the stable test, but it took months. You know, compare that to the process that we've nailed down, Peter has nailed down. Um, you know, we, we're really hitting the ground with these to where, you know, for the the, um, the associate exam, we went to Florida. We came in on, what was it, Monday, Peter? And we started writing this exam. And we had a working test all loaded into, you know, the testing software before we left on Thursday. Um, and it's just, it's incredible to be able to crank this stuff out. Partly because, you know, we have a well-defined process. Someone who's making sure we're following the process, asking those questions. Is it relevant? If it's not, bye-bye throw the question in the trash bin and, uh, you know, then help helping us stay focused, um, really, um, as well, as well as, you know, just coordinating and organizing, getting us stuff done and knowing what's important and what's not to enable us to hit that super fast pace of getting these out. Yeah. And I, I think one thing that was key to that was, you know, there were some times when we, we'd all discuss some question, you know, there were arguments like, oh, is this, is this the best way to ask the question? Or is that really the right way to do this? And, and it just get kicked back, you know, Peter would just say, no, you know what, there's too much, there's too much question on this question. Let's, <laughs> let's, just, let's just hold it back. And, you know, we'll come back to it next time. And that really kept things moving. Right. And I think, you know, the that that's a discipline that, you know, it's hard to have as, as a developer, right? You yeah. want to discuss those things. Like it was like, oh, fine, you know, but I'll talk to you about that later. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and we did scrap a few questions. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, Peter may have hurt my feelings once or twice, which is like, he told me scrap that. And I'm like, why? 
but I mean, no, he didn't hurt my feelings, it, it, but you know, it's what, it's what needed to happen to keep us moving along, get quality questions and, you know, get some working tests that really are meaningful at the end of the day. Yeah. Cause as developers, you can get a little like tangled up in like the details and the theoretical, like, is this, what's the best? So that, that, and that's gotta be a big part of what's allowing you guys to crank out so many tests. I mean, you talked about some of the ones you have planned out. So um, that's, that's gotta be a key component of it, being able to get through them, uh, quickly. Um, and, uh, I, I'm curious, like, how do you come up with a test, uh, a question, like, for, like an individual question? Um, do you just sort of think about a scenario you ran into and go like, <laughs> oh, that'd be tricky. Like, like, how do you do that? Oh gosh, it can be hard sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> well, we, what we did try to do is that what no one sees is we try to put together some notes. And uh, Vitaly uh, Golomov, and I, I always say his name awful, but he's brilliant. He is our lead course developer. Vitaly uh, is amazing. He's amazing. Who I work really close, I work very closely with him on the blueprint and the notes. Um, and we try to put these all together. And then, you know, I brought in uh, Vanai to help with all the notes and then had Ben Marks. So by the time we have all these notes together, so then, you know, when when uh, Todd and, and David see these, we kind of give them some guidelines, um, you know, to where to focus, just to give them some good ideas. And then, you know, what, what I think one of the cool parts that happens is someone's struggling you know, and you know, I can remember uh, Todd being in the front row and he'd turn around and he'd say, well, you know, if you thought about something like this and, and you know, and, and the person who's writing the exam or that item is absolutely thrilled that someone could come up with an idea to help them. And they all did it for each other. And, and David, you know, same thing, you know, well, I've never done it that way. And this is how I look at it. And so that's why having people from different backgrounds, different companies, you know, different uh, experiences can contribute to each other. And yeah. it, it's, it's kind of exciting actually, from my standpoint anyway. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, so, you know, talking about customizing Magento UI, you know, it's one of the areas that the exam, you know, touches on It's one of those notes might've been something along the lines of like, when would you use a non-standard block type? Um, so it kind of gives us that targeted approach. Um, okay, you know, here's what you should write the scenario about. And then we write the scenario and then come up with the answers to fill that scenario and then flesh it out. And then as we're going through the technical review process, we can refine that. Sometimes it means go, go all the way back to the drawing board and just like shuffle everything around to get a good question out of it. Sometimes it means tweak a few words here and there, change up some of the, you know, detractor options there. Um, or sometimes it means, hey, you got a good question and it's a pass and we're going to keep it. Okay, what's the keyword at the end when we review it? Keeper. A keeper. Mm. <laughs> Has new meaning for you now, right? <laughs> <laughs> it brings about a certain amount of joy and pleasure. He's a keeper. Yeah. He's a keeper. <laughs> <laughs> that's really that's a, cool. That's the t-shirt we should have. That, that's what I that's what I have, should have for everybody who, who participates. Yeah. It seems I like you're also on the back. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like you're also bringing like a lot of enthusiasm and just getting everybody in the room and having fun with it versus this long asynchronous process that was 
maybe not as exciting, um, which sounds like it's, it's making the process really fun. Um, I'm curious, do you guys, I know that, um, when I, when I work with agencies, a lot of times they'll have like a test that they give to developers when they're interviewing new developers. Like Todd, I remember we used to have a few questions that we'd give when we were interviewing people. And I know uh, some different companies and they guard these questions very tightly. You know, they don't want them getting out there because, um, you know, then people will know them and it won't be as effective. Do you guys have any, any questions that you kind of like keep them close to the chest? You didn't want to share them with the certification team. Cause those are like your, your secret sauce for your company <laughs> for interviewing people. <laughs> no, I mean, I, at least, at least for me, like a lot of the questions I ask, you know, I, I think one, um, during an interview, it's a, it's a different process. It's not like a test, you know, it's, it's, I want to see, like, you how, know, do you think, how do you problem solve? How, how do you, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of impossible to see with a test, how someone like approaches a problem. You can right, see right. how they answer it, but you can't, and you can ask them about how they would approach it, but that's still them answering a question. Right. Whereas I like to have in an interview, I like to see someone actually walk through their process with me. So I don't have as, I don't really personally have any closely guarded questions. Um, so I, I, you know, I put all my cards on the table with the, the test. I wanted to have the best. Yeah. Same here. I don't think, I don't think we have a, um, you know, secret questions about Magento um, that we throw out to new hires. Um, you know, most of our software developers, they come in, uh, you know, our director of development, Jonathan does the, you know, the initial interviewing from a skills perspective. And I think he's got some, you know, live coding exercises, but they're not Magento specific. And it's more to what Todd was saying. It's just like learning how does the developer approach a problem? What's their thought process for working through it? Um, and part of that for us is, you know, we train up a lot of our talent too. So, you know, we aren't bringing in, you know, a skilled Magento developer every day. Um, they're, I mean, let's face it, how hard is it to find a, a skilled Magento developer and, you know, convince them to move to Missouri out here in the Midwest? It's so, tricky. It's uh, tricky. I've tried. So, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah. Um, and by the way, Philip, I'm sorry for, for getting so many selfish questions in here, but. Oh, I love uh, how you uh, say you're sorry. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I know that you're not sorry at all. Um, if, um, I had another one, but I want to give you a chance to jump in if you had anything. Oh, then no, you go ahead. Okay. It's fine. <laughs> it's all about you. Uh, your show. Let yeah. me ask you this question, Philip, and then other people could jump in. Is like, um, are there any uh, like as 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 agencies as SIs? Are there any best practices for uh, getting like we've talked a little bit about how from from a developer's perspective, taking the test, maybe they've worked with one thing, but they haven't worked with another. They haven't worked with admin HTML or payment gateways. Um, any best practices as an agency to maybe rotate them around to different? So it's like, you know, at the end of the day, you got to get the client project done. But do you kind of like, hey, this person needs to get some experience with this so that they can have familiarity with it for the test? Like, is there any... That's a, that's a really good question. It's probably one better suited for Todd. But I would say that uh, if you had an agency that had a bench of developers that was only, to use a sports metaphor, uh, <laughs> if, if you had people on the bench that were only well-rounded developers, that would mean that you have no one who's a specialist in anything in particular, and they've never gone deep on any one particular subject. 
So I don't think having depth in a particular area and zero experience in another is a bad thing. I think in aggregate, as a team, you all need to have some specializations and some awareness of general principles that you can utilize elsewhere. And then you, yeah, then the self, the the education, the sort of campfire, camp campfire knowledge kind of comes into effect where you can uh, have people that uh, shepherd or steward the learning process when somebody has to encounter something uh, that they've not worked with before. But Todd sort of oversees the 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 educational uh, and training component at SD and probably could speak to that a little bit deeper. Yeah, I think, I mean, we, we like to, we like to have some well rounding, you know, and, and that's important. But I, I think it's exactly what Philip just said. You know, we, we want to have someone who, you know, knows checkout and, and can can help other people with the with checkout issues rather than have everyone just kind of know checkout, but no one can really help if there's a, a, a significant issue. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there is there is an aspect of like, at least from my perspective, you know, it's nice to like kind of hedge the bets on on some projects, you know, you've got, you've got a project and you know, it's, it's got some nice, nice, you know, com- complexity and maybe an, an admin grid that has to be built and some customizations there. And that, that can be a little bit of a, a thing to learn. And then, you know, there's another area that maybe, you know, someone's super familiar with, uh, at, you know, adding a my account, you know, customization or something like that. So you might say, okay, this is good for this developer, because they're going to know this part. And I don't have to worry about that one. But this part, they'll, they'll be able to learn, right? Right. What you don't want to do is just say, well, I'm just going to rotate someone who doesn't know anything because then, you know, that's the most risk. Right? Can, I, right. can I be grumpy just for one little second, which is... Sure. It's so unlike me, I know. Um, yeah. But I, yeah. I, I, I do want to point out that, um, you know, there, there's the sense, and, and I, I think it, it, there might be a social dynamic that's sort of common both to a generational you know, uh, generationally, the people that are taking developer jobs are in a, you know, particular age range, um, usually post-college, uh, usually, uh, oh, how did my camera go off right in the middle of my talking? This, we gotta fix this, Kaylin. What's wrong with this? This is, this is your fault. We're gonna, we're gonna make my camera great again. Hold on spring for the thousand dollar camera. The weird thing is that my camera used to turn on and off all the time and now it doesn't. And I, I don't That's know why it changed. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what the, I think it's uh, my internet connection. It's like trying to save my bandwidth or something. So, so, but here's, here's, here's what happens is that we, we sort of try to, we try to simplify the learning process. Uh, and, and again, I don't know if this is generational or if it's like a cultural thing because of the way that we're wired as developers, but we try to simplify the process of teaching and instructing others in a way that, uh, where where it's the right once and run everywhere kind of <laughs> like uh, we, we we feel like in the same way that object oriented programming uh, you can build fragile systems and uh, and and build uh, uh, these these you can build very fragile systems or or problematic uh, design structures by having multiple levels of inheritance and extreme code reuse. I feel mm. like you have the same problem in training programs in agencies that decide that they're going to commit everything to writing, that they're going to document everything they do. And every question that ever arises is go check the wiki or every question that arises, is, go check the GitHub readme. Sometimes you need to actually physically get up from your seat and go sit down with someone and have a human interaction and teach them <laughs> or show them and actually get with it. Like that is, that is the number one thing that I, I think we, 
we miss in this in this uh, component, which is a study guide is all well and good, but study guides age and they become outdated and they and they're rarely maintained. And 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 I find the same with uh, you know knowledge bases and wikis is that you it, they become a compendium of aged knowledge. And what I would prefer is that we have a lot more human interaction in those processes and knowledge transfer because that's what community is all about and that's how Magenta was built. So um, I, I don't wish us to go back to 2008 when there was nothing written down ever anywhere for anything. Um, but I, I don't want to see us only look to Magento to provide written documentation about this sort of stuff. And I don't think that SIs should be uh, over-investing in documentation that, yeah, there's some things that, listen, it's going to always be easier to copy-paste out of a readme if it's something that's you know uh, easily referenced and searchable. Um, on the other hand, if you're using it to dissuade human interaction, uh, you've probably gone too far. And that's kind of... I, I think we have a really healthy balance of the both. Of of both pieces at SD is probably what's made us you know successful at being able to take people from zero Magento zero to Magento hero in short periods of time. Yeah, yeah. Do you think that's a really great point, Philip? Um, I'm curious with this this um, dynamic of specialist versus versus generalist. And Todd, you talked about how you know it is good to have maybe somebody that's specialized more deeply in checkout. I wonder how realistic if the if the purpose of the certification is to model, uh, let's say, what a good developer at an agency looks like, or maybe a good developer merchant side, which are sort of two different animals. Um, uh, if if that's sort of the purpose to model that, like how closely is it modeling the real world scenario? Where in reality, there's probably people that specialize in a few pieces of Magento, and um, you know other pieces don't touch very much. Yeah. Um, so I'm curious, like how closely is the test modeling, you know, kind of the reality on the ground? That, that's a good question because I, I do think that, you know, we could, we could have someone who, who didn't pass every question on the test and they could be a good Magento developer. I mean, you've mentioned that, you know, smart developers that, that have not passed it. Right. Um, but I think it's still a good measure, especially because it doesn't, it, it only requires you to pass 64. 60 something percent. Yeah, that's a good point. So, yeah. so you, you know, I think there's a, there's an aspect of you need to have like a, a basic understanding of a lot of different parts of Magento to be able to solve things correctly. And I think, you know, there's, there's one level where you're, you're a good Magento developer, but you're not, you're not a great Magento developer yet. And, you know, you can, you can handle checkout or, you know, which is complicated all in itself. You know, I'm using that as an example of something that's complicated. But you, you can handle checkout, but you don't necessarily have any idea about, you know, certain other parts of the system. You've never dealt with, you know, you've never dealt with Bluefoot. You don't know anything about any other sections of the site. I don't think Bluefoot's actually on the exam. But, um, you know, that, that's, still, that's still someone who's, who's good. But someone who's great has at least a basic picture of those different areas. And even if they can't solve them right away, they they can like think about it and and know the right questions to ask and you might still have someone who specializes in that area and can really help with the the details but i think the test is very good at just helping make sure that everyone has has exposure to every area and i think that is really important so i i do think it actually fits pretty well with with what what you know agencies and with with you know companies just hiring directly need yeah. Um, obviously, like I said, it, it 
you don't need to have a pass rate of 90% to, to, to be a good, a good developer that's useful to, to either of those organizations. But, you know, if you've passed 64%, I, I think you, you, you know the right answer, questions to ask. You've, you've looked at all the different areas. Yeah, it's a great point. Um, now, well, by, the way, by the way, Vitaly and I first started off with this huge long list. So this is all things. Then we started working and, okay, what's the most important thing? What's the most important thing? What's the most important thing? And then I then would work with the different um, partners and I share the blueprint with them. And what do you think? And are we on target? Is this the, you know, and so we, we validated it before we walked in as well, but it was always about what are the most important things? And, and that's where we, you know, work from. Awesome. Uh, well, I know we're a little bit over our time, Philip. How are we? How are we doing on time here? Uh, I mean, I uh, I'm fine on time. Okay. Todd, are you fine on time? <laughs> I'm gonna have to jump off in a little bit. Yeah. I, I I wanted to ask one last sort of round uh, of, of sort of questions in uh, well, not sort of questions, actual questions. Um, uh, my you know, my sense is that you, you've come, you've come a long way in crafting these, uh, exams and, and bringing some expertise and sort of a repeatable process there. Uh, Peter, is there, is there any sense of, uh, what the Adobe, uh, exam or, you know, certification ecosystem looks like and, uh, you know, something that might be forward looking that you, you could learn or gleam, uh, from that process or what they could get from Magento because you seem to have a pretty buttoned process so far? Well, I know um, I know they just started to launch um, some new exams. And, I, and so I haven't really studied what they've done. But uh, in the certification world, you know, it's a pretty small world. and We, we kind of all know each other. Um, and so we always tend to share best practices and, you know, if I can learn something from someone else, someone has some, a better way to do things. I'm, I'm all ears. Um, I also happen to chair an industry association group around certification and we talk and discuss best practices and actually Adobe has people that are part of that group. Mm. So, so, so we do interact and, um, you know, it's interesting, you know, you know, not everybody agrees on everything, but, you know, we always share what we think works. Um, and I'll tell you what, I actually presented last week on Magento and what we have done and our approaches. Um, you know, I always want to share, uh, you know, our best practices. Someone else presented on performance-based testing, which we may consider doing in the future, literally having someone Here's a here's something that you need to create. You got four hours, go do it. But part of it is how do you score that? So, you know, um, so I'm always open. And um, you know, with Adobe, you know, who knows uh, what will happen. I think only good things will happen. Um, that's how I'm approaching it. But I I, I did wear orange today, just <laughs> you know, um couldn't help it, but I do have a lot of red shirts. <laughs> can I, can, I, I don't want to close it down, but I'm now finding out I do need to, I do have a, a hard stop. Uh, can I make one humble suggestion? If you have a JavaScript exam 
Uh, how long before we can expect an XML exam? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I would say the, what? The front end, the front end exam has has a lot of you know has has the big subject for for. Oh, labs. good. Okay, good. It, was, it does was, have a lot of XML stuff. I was very worried that we would forget about XML in this process. I, I see what you're trying to do, Philip. Though you're trying to recreate the Magento One experience, aren't you? I. It's all I've ever wanted. It's uh, <laughs> it's what's brought me to this point. What we're actually, missing is a JSON exam. We don't. We don't have that. <laughs> no, but actually, in all seriousness, I'm. 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 I'm assuming that the JavaScript test will not have any layout XML stuff like that because we want to. We 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 want to be able to open up to React developers who can build out a PWA front end without having to know anything about, um, you know, Magento's layout structure stuff. So is that is that. Would that be well, accurate there, for the JavaScript test? Well, there is layout XML and themes here. I'm looking at. I'm, I'm actually looking uh, at the, the blueprint right here. Someone zoom in on that quick. This <laughs> is screenshot it. It was interesting. The front end exam. One of the comments that Todd had, um, and and actually David, both they thought there was a little heavy on the XML for the front end exam. Um, but. Okay. okay. Well, interesting. We'll, interesting. You know, we'll 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 see. And uh, I think Eric Hansen also mentioned that. So, but you know, and I and I had poor Todd. I called him up like on a you know Friday late, and just said, "Okay, tell me more. Let's talk more about this." You know, because we talk about the experiences between front end and back end, yeah. and um, you know, are we, you know, did we overstep our bounds with too much XML? Um, so right. can we ever have too much XML in Magento though? <laughs> can we? Not Is that possible? <laughs> I mean, we're writing unit tests now or functional tests in XML. I mean, next thing you know, it's like unit tests will be written in JSON and uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I have to use now the the, the ECE Docker uh, that Mitchell Cowie just gave a presentation on. It was awesome last night, by the way, on uh, Nomad Mage. Um, but uh, now I have to learn YAML and. Uh, it's, yep. it's, will this ever end? Stop the I love madness. YAML. <laughs> well, and 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 good question actually from Laura here uh, in the chat, which is, will the JavaScript exam cover PWA or the knockout stuff? And I'd imagine because we're in this transitional time where PWA is coming very soon. Um, who knows? Maybe the end of the year ish. Uh, um, and but at, as far as current day, we're still very much in the current. Uh, front end framework. So I'd imagine if you're working on that test now, you're probably doing it for uh, current JavaScript and not for PWA stuff. Right. PWA will probably be its own exam uh, right. at, at the end of the year or early Q1 of next year, January, February. So that's, you know. 2020, 2021. Well, <laughs> you, you know, what? I, I went down, uh, had uh, great meetings with engineering. Um PWA was a very hot topic. I also tell you order management and cloud. Those were the, those are the big yeah. areas. You know, I love so, how many certs there are. Can we, can we get possibly like a mage talk certification? See how many episodes they've listened to. I feel like we, we don't need Peter's help for that. My friend that, that we could, we could crowdsource all our own. Oh, do you me. want me to give quick test points on how to pass the test? Any test? Oh God, yes. To, Please. To close. <laughs> I, I do this as one of the benefits of showing up to the exam workshops when you write a test. Okay. So first things first is that, you know, 
if there's any really, really, really long questions, you know, save those for later. Okay. Just right. park them for later. All right. Now you also realize that your first instinct is usually correct. Okay. okay. So going back and changing an answer is usually not great. Okay. Trust your instincts. Okay? okay. Okay. Now for the really, really experienced people, don't overthink it. If it's obvious, it's not too obvious. It's the answer. Trust mm -hmm. me, we are not trying to trick you because you go, oh, it could be this, 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 maybe. You know. No, what is obvious? It's obvious for a reason. Trust me, pick it. Mm -hmm. All right, now here's the best one. So let's say, and by the way, all the, all the exams are pretty much around 60 questions and you know we give 90 minutes. But you've come to the end and you got five questions where you don't have a clue. I mean, not even, you have no idea. Even though we randomize the answers, okay, they appear in different orders. For that test, either go A, 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 or B, 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 or C, 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 C. Pick one of them, all right? And you're bound to pick up one or two just from sheer percentages. Wow. Okay. Got it. Show title. Okay. So then the other, now here's the other thing too, is that I always, these guys have experienced it, is that if I can answer the question, it's not a good question because I'm not a subject matter expert in these things. What happens is people fall in love with writing a correct answer. And it's so beautifully written. And the other ones are like, okay, I can tell they didn't even care. That's the right answer because it's so well written. Mm -hmm. Okay. And it used to be where we'd say whatever is the longest answer is the answer. Well, that's not the case here when we write the tests, but maybe in other exams, um, you know, well-written and very long is usually the answer. <laughs> and uh, so, but, but those are the key things is, you know, trust your instincts. First answer is, is usually the right one. And um you know, that, that thing about picking one at a time, you know, AAA or BBBB, believe me, if you've, if you've just missed by one or two questions, that might've got you over the hump. Right. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> uh, and then one last question we got in the chat from Ryan is, uh, is there going to be like a sysadmin uh, certification? I'd have to think about it um, some more because it's really about, uh, the audience out there and what do they need and what do we need to validate in terms of skills and knowledge. So yeah. I'm, I'm always open to suggestion. Um, and if we see that there's a big need out there, we would certainly look to create that. And then, we would, and then we would ping you to participate, to help us write it. Yeah. Magento doesn't, uh, isn't a deployed system anymore. It's cloud first. So the right. only sysadmins. admins. I was going to say there's the cloud cert. Yeah. The cloud cert pretty much covers that. Um, I remember hearing rumblings about a sysadmin cert, but the 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 cloud cert probably handles that one. Well, we had a, we had a big meeting on the, on the cloud course that we're working on, which will also be followed up with an exam. And we talked about developers and sysadmins, you know, this being applicable to them. Um, so, you know, in a sense, the sysadmins will probably be good candidates for the new cloud exam. Right. Right. Awesome, man. Very good. Well, uh, Philip, it looks like I think we're about wrapped up here. Yeah. Take us, take us home. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Thanks to our sponsors, uh, Vertex. 
uh, Commerce Hero and Mage Mojo. Uh, if you find yourself in need of uh, tax, hiring a Magento developer or changing your hosting, give one of those uh, programs or uh, give one of those sponsors. Preferably in that order. Don't talk to me about taxes. Definitely. Man. Yeah. You don't, don't talk to Kaylin, but Kaylin doesn't pay tax. <laughs> uh, we all know this. Everyone I'm knows a con- this. Conscientious true. objector to paying. No, yeah. Uh, uh, anyway, so thanks for listening. Make sure to go hit us up, uh, subscribe on YouTube, anywhere on social where Mage Talk. Um, and, and hey, listen, like and subscribe. Give us a five star on all the uh, podcast uh, platforms. And we're on all of them uh, right now. We're, we're on Stitcher, uh, Google Podcasts, the new podcast app by Google. Uh, it's right there. It's, uh, it's available. We're also on Spotify and uh, iTunes and everywhere else you get podcasts. And, uh, but until next time, thank you for listening to Mage Talk. Uh, go do some work because this is the middle of work hours and you're not billing. Go bill. Go bill your work.